What's up, guys? Uh, I just realized that the last episode, uh, when I finished, uh, my wife mentioned this to me yesterday. She asked me if I was okay, and I was like, yeah, why? She goes, because uh, you said uh, uh, we ha- there's three more days till our honeymoon. And so she thought that I was actually taking her on a trip, like surprising her uh, on a trip. But I just fucked my words up. And uh, what I wanted to say was there's uh, like three, four more days left till our wedding anniversary. So, um, yeah, really sorry about that, sweetheart. But we're going to a restaurant uh, a couple blocks away from our from our house. And unfortunately, we're not going on a trip, even though we're, we're very much overdue. I think we're all overdue for that. Anyway, so I just wanted to uh, point that out. I tend to do that. I when I go on a rant, I tend to like I don't I I say rant not say random things, but yeah. Anyways, um So now we are at what day are we? This is the th- part 3 of my wedding anniversary uh episode. We are July 7th. Uh we are 3 days away from my wedding anniversary, my first wedding anniversary with uh, the love of my life, Morgan, I love you, Um, it is now 10 to 4 in the morning, I'm on my way to work, alright, so, a little recap, Um, Morgan said she liked me, I quit, I withdrew from my uh, commitment in uh, Ottawa, and I um, pursued this relationship that uh, Morgan and I have now developed. We moved in into our first house together that we started off renting, which I emphasized last uh, episode that uh, I feel that is the safest way to go about things because you do not want to rush things, especially when you when it comes to buying, like uh, opening up a mortgage. So I didn't want to do that yet. And um, we are slowly developing newer roles and different roles in this relationship. Um, All while, uh, you know, still under the honeymoon phase. And I I say honeymoon phase, basically the honeymoon phase, just to give you guys a quick, uh, you know, Explanation of the honeymoon. I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys know what the honeymoon phase is, but it's like when you first date someone and everything is perfect. There's no arguments. Everyone, everybody loves everybody. Life is good. Um, you're just everything is positive, right? So uh, we're still in there, and now the part three, which is this one. This is where uh, I'm gonna go into a little bit of. Um, uh, I'm gonna dive a little bit deeper into real life shit, okay, and the biggest thing I'm going to talk about is how the honeymoon phase never fucking lasts, okay, as much as you guys, like, as fun as it is to date somebody new and to date someone and, you know, the the first, you know, first sign of a great, uh, of what, of when, the first sign, so I'm all over the place, because uh, this is a big one. The first sign uh, that to know that it's going well is 
it it's going well. Like, I don't know what else to how what else how else to say it. Like like I said in the first episode, I'm not a fucking dating coach. But um so yeah, we move into our house. Everything's great. But the honeymoon phase is slowly fading. And one of the reasons why is cuz I got fucked really hard with my taxes at the end of the year. So at this point in my personal life, I was training, I was a personal trainer, a very busy one uh, at that, and uh, I was working for a gym, working for somebody else, nothing wrong with that, the boss, uh, my old boss, shout out to Adrian at Athletic Academy, great guy, great leader, great boss, great person, Um, I was working under him, and I was also working full time at Costco. And, uh, at this point, uh, you know, the trips have slowed down. The dates have this dating, uh, like the date nights have slowed down and now things have started getting to the point where money became very tight. Now, why am I talking about money? Like I said, uh, in episode two, um, I've had a horrible relationship with money growing up horrible. I just never knew how to take care of it. I never knew how to invest it. I I, like at this point, I have nothing under my name. And this became very, very, very stressful to me. Now that I have all these responsibilities and not just that I'm sharing these responsibilities with my with my girlfriend, Morgan. And you know, she, I, I, I'm held accountable. Like I am, like I gotta hold up my bargain. I always have, and I always found a way. But with this fucking, I got taxed hard. I had to pay almost ten thousand dollars to the government out of the blue. And I really don't want to talk too much about money. But here's the thing: I need to say, and this is just my personal opinion. Look, money doesn't make you happy. And I need to make that, I need to make that clear. Now, am I a millionaire? No. So me saying that people may not fucking believe that it may not be as impactful. If a millionaire would say that, they'd be like, Oh fuck. Like that's some pretty deep shit. Here's the thing. Money makes a lot of things easier. And that's the cold, hard truth, especially in today's world, especially coming out of a fucking global pandemic where inflation is through the roof. Yeah. Money makes a lot of things easier does not make you happy. And I got to make that clear. Okay. But at this point in my life, I'm out of the honeymoon phase because of this. All I'm thinking about is money. And so at this point, if I take a day off or if I cancel on a client, like I'm fucked. Now I'm playing catch up with my money. I'm working like over, over time. And so at this point, Morgan's not seeing me at all. Um, and it was a hard, it was, it was very hard. And one of the things I love about Morgan is, um, you know, there's good things and bad things about, uh, your significant other not expressing a lot of their emotions. Morgan was really good at holding it all in. Because I think looking back at it now, she knew just how hard I worked. And I know she knew just how hard I did it for them. Well, them at the time was Morgan and and Tio, right? 
And I, 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 I took great pride in doing that. Is it an instinctual thing for men to be providers? I think so. You know, if you date back to, you know, the the, the Stone Ages, you know, like the men were the were the hunters, right? And, and the and the mothers were, the the women were like, you know, the caretakers, right? So I think it's an instinctual thing. Anyways, um, so yeah, uh, we didn't really see each other as much. As I, as much as uh, we did starting off, where it was like, I just always want to be with you. Like, don't ever leave me. You know, like when you get a house together, renting or, 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 or mortgage, shit gets fucking serious. At least you guys should be taking this seriously. And this was, I guess, looking back at it now, the uh, the first big step in our relationship because it really puts puts you, the individual. Uh, in a test and it tests us as a relationship and we went out fucking guns blazing and obviously we did a pretty good fucking job you know looking back at it now we're still together you know and so anyway so that was that was a very big uh elephant in the room money was always an elephant in the room at least in my personal life and um it was always the main mode. Like I woke up with it. I woke up with that thought. I went to bed with that thought. I lived with that thought. Like money, 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 money. How can not like uh, like we weren't like on the streets or anything like that. It's just yeah. I just wanted to make sure we were good, and I had to pay off this fucking debt. So it was a lot in my mind, juggling a lot in my mind. And Morgan was really good at making sure, like, she never fucking asked me. And quite frankly, I don't really think that she gave a fuck. Even now, you know, like, money's always going to be part of our lives, guys. You know what I mean? Uh, always. It's an unfortunate truth. Morgan never really gave a fuck. Do we talk about our expenses? Yeah. I feel like it, now we talk about our expenses more than ever because, you know, we have a little human to, to provide for. So I, I feel like it's normal that we talk about that. But we have a more, we have a healthier relationship with money now. Um, anyway, so that was that. And uh, now I'm going to, like, you know, a, a little bit more on my personal side. The cool thing about training is that you get to... You get to know a lot of people from all walks of life. And one of these, uh, some of these people, and I'm not going to name names for the sake of their privacy, shaped me for uh, to who I am today. And they are considered my mentors. Now, before I go into that, I want to say at this time, this is like a year in. It's been a year that we've been, that, we've been in the house, a year, a year and a half, two years. And now it's like... Uh, We've been together for like two and a half years. And, um, yeah, I want to, I've been thinking of, I've been saving up money on the side to buy uh, an engagement ring. And, um, cause I just knew. Now, a lot of you guys are probably asking, how did you know, Justin? How did you know? Here's the thing. Um, you guys got to stop fucking finding... You guys got to stop trying to find out just what it is about them, about this person. 
You know, we have, and th- here's why. We live in a world where social media, what we live in a world where anything we want to know is at the tip of our fingertips. Anything. Whether from fucking rocks to space, we could find out anything. And so why did I want to, why was I saving up money to propose to Morgan? I'll never forget this. I went to the uh, went to the parents' house, and you know, as a man, you think of like, oh, you gotta you gotta ask the father for this. Here, here's how I did. I went to uh, her parents' house, and I spoke to her parents, and I was like, look, listen, Gail, listen, Bob. That's her parents' names. I said, look, this, here's my plan for the next year, next year and a half, two years. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I know, I'm sure, I'm sure. That this is your daughter is the woman of my dreams, the woman of my life. So here's what I'm gonna, here's what I'm, uh, I'm proposing to you. Within the next two years, we we're planning. I'd like to buy the house that we live in, and I'd like to ask your daughter to marry me. What do you guys think of that? Bob was like, "Shit, fine by me. I, I, I like that plan." You know, and so that's how it went. It's not like, "Can I ask your daughter? Uh, can I take your daughter's hand in marriage?" Like, like, fuck that. Anyways. I did not, I did not try to figure out just what the fuck it was about Morgan that just made me feel the way I still feel today. I didn't force myself. Just like how I didn't force myself to control things when we first started dating. Just like how I didn't force myself to satisfy my insecure thoughts that we all have when we started, when we date someone for the first time. I didn't force it. I didn't force anything. I just went with it. And all these new feelings that I had, I actually listened to them and I honed them in. And I said, okay, this is all these new things that we're going through, that I'm going through as an individual, she's going through with me and it's still going good. And it's still going good. And we're still going strong. And I still have the same, the same feelings that I had with her two years ago despite all the stressors that is coming up in my life that I am sharing with her now such as like I said before money and yet we're still laughing our sex is great our love is great the passion is there the fire is still there and yet with social media all over the place and I'm on Instagram she's on Facebook all that stuff with all these different types of women you know being thrown at me like like in terms of like the uh, on the in the social media world you know like what I'm trying to say is temptation being thrown at you no I don't give a fuck about any of that I wake up thinking about her and I go to bed thinking about her and it hasn't changed since then. So is that my way of putting my finger on things and trying to figure out and just like what it is about her? Sure, call it that. But you guys got to stop trying to fucking figure out just what the fuck it is. Like for once in our lives, in this technological, technological... Technology world But we can get anything we want 
at the tip of our fingers, Amazon Prime, we get our shit tomorrow, all this stuff. Just let it fucking be. And so that's what I did. So I was saving up for a ring. And then, um, this is what really, uh, now I'm going to talk to you about a story where, uh, we almost broke up. This was a very, 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 this is what shaped us. And this is what I mean. Like, you know, when we move out of the honeymoon phase, a lot of people tend to take, everyone takes things way too fast. Almost everyone I know takes things way too fast. And I don't want to sound like I don't take things too fast. I was the king of moving of moving way too fast. The king of it growing up. A lot of things shape us when we overcome hardship. And that's the beauty about struggle. That's the beauty about you know going through tough times. Right? If we get out of it, the best thing, and that is a given, we are, we know each other a lot more. We are built for this, right? If you could get get out of it. So I'll give you an example. And this is, this was a very, like I said, this was, I almost broke up with her. Um, I'm not going to go into pure detail of what happened. But was it infidelity? No, it was nothing at all infidelity. It was basically, it was me. Um, And it was all me. So, little story. I went on vacation with a group of clients that I've had, uh, that I gained over the years as as trainer. They hired me. They wanted me to be their trainer on vacation. These guys are well successful, very well successful men, fathers, husbands. I admire them for this. These guys are homemade, uh, well, immigrants. They came here with nothing and they built an empire and they're financially successful. They've been married for years. They have beautiful children, healthy relationships. They go on dates. They basically have a balance of a healthy balance of love life, work life and uh, fatherhood. And I love that about them. And so I went on vacation with them and Morgan was excited uh, uh, for me. She was also very jealous and a little skeptical because she doesn't know who the fuck these guys are, but I do. I've known them for a long, I've known them for when I was training for the Olympics. Matter of fact, I worked for them and they were paying me cash under the table just to help with my, with my journey, right? Anyways, I went on vacation with them and I had no money. I couldn't even save up for this vacation. I couldn't even pay for my expenses because I was like, like, like I said, money was, I was at a horrible place with money at that time. They covered everything with me and I go on vacation with them and it was a great time. We fucking played volleyball. We hung out. We toured, uh, some of the, um, we toured a little bit of, uh, we went outside of the, the resort and went into the capital. It was really, really, really cool. I really got to know a lot about Dominican Republic uh, from uh, outside of a touristy um, kind of like uh, all-inclusive thing. It was very fun. But something happened in my brain where all of a sudden I started comparing myself to them. Now, I'm sure a lot of you guys have, have been through this. 
Um, I fucking hated myself. More, like, keep in mind, I had a lot of fun. The more and more I was with them, the more and more I fucking hated my present day life. I did not want to go home. Now, I've traveled a lot in my life. I've been to the Dominican Republic, a lot for training camps, Mexico, all that stuff. But for, And I've been on vacation a lot. For some reason, I did not want to go home. Money wasn't an issue with these guys. These guys are very financially successful and basically they did whatever the fuck they wanted. And I loved that. And so I started thinking to myself, fuck, I love this life that I, I really wanted to stay in Dominican Republic. I did not want to come home to my fucking, at that time, what I thought was my shit life. Like fucking working paycheck to paycheck just to get by working over to like at this time, guys, before I went on vacation, I was working at least 60 hours a week just to get by. Because if I didn't work at least 60 hours a week, I was fuck like I was, I was in major debt. I couldn't afford it. And, um, oh, like I remember as if it was yesterday. So anyways, um, one thing led to another and just Morgan and I got into an argument while I was in a Dominican Republic and that was like the cherry on top. And I was like, yep, I don't want to go home. And it was nothing against Morgan. And at that time, it was like I was playing the victim role. I was the victim in all this. You know what I mean? And obviously, Morgan had a huge... Morgan didn't really know who these guys were. And and I know some of the ladies listening to this, you probably would have thought, like, did you fucking cheat on it? Like, no, absolutely not. It was not that at all. It's just I just really didn't want to go home. I just wanted to stay on the beach, smoke my cigars, play volleyball, and just literally live the dream life. Like, it's just like, just all-inclusive, did whatever the fuck I wanted. Money was not an issue. And uh, the argument with her was just like, uh, I'm obviously not going to go in it, but um, yeah, it really just tipped me off. It's like, yeah, I don't want to come home. So anyways... Obviously, I had to come home, and I will never forget the the way on the way home. Um, the guys knew I was like fucked up, like I was like crying. I was crying, and they're like, "Yo, Justin, what happened? Like, what's going on?" And at this point, I didn't really express anything to them. I was just like, you know, this because this was a brand new feeling to me. Like, I've never really had this feeling of like, I want to be like you guys so bad. And so I came home to that. It was fucking snowing. It was raining. It was, it was just like, fuck this, bro. And I come home and Morgan was at that time really not good with her, uh, with her emotions. And I'm, I'm making it sound as if she's a monster. No, not all. It's just like, it's like, I came home and everyone was walking on eggshells and she had no idea how to talk. And, you know, we, we tried to talk about the situation and just like, Hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. I left. I didn't even unpack my suitcase and I went back to my buddy's house. And that's when I poured my heart into him, my mentor who still is my mentor today. 
like I said, I'm not going to name him. And I said, what did you, like, I, I, dude, I was, I wanted to quit Costco. I wanted to quit personal training. I started regretting my fucking decision to leave, to, to, uh, quit, uh, my, my, uh, my transfer to Ontario. I started regretting all of these things and all I wanted was to get rich just like them. I wanted to open up my own business. I want to do this just like them and my buddy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He just sat me down. He had basically, he basically gave me like a come to Jesus talk in terms of the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial world. And he said, Justin, ain't nothing greener on the other side. Nothing. And he, he told me, he's like, what you're seeing with me is decades decades of hard work and sacrifice. Do you think I got here out of pure luck? No, man, it was hard work. Anyways, he basically like turned me off and convinced me to stay at Costco because the insurance and all that stuff, because I was like, my head was not straight. My head was so far up my ass, not even like so far in fucking La La Land. Like I was just like, like, I want to leave Morgan. I want to leave my life. I just wanted to pack up and leave and just forget everything. And I guess looking back at it now is because I never... The transition from being an athlete to real life shit, I never really fully... I never fully accepted it until I went on vacation. Life moves really fast, guys. Especially when you got responsibilities you got to fucking take care of. And I guess it took me this vacation where I just basically didn't do nothing but just chilled to really make me realize that. And um, and that's what I realized. And I'll never forget this. I came home and Morgan at this point, she is fucking freaking out. She couldn't hold it together. She was freaking the fuck out. And I could tell that she was trying to hold it together for me. And I'll never forget her saying this. <laughs> um, she just said it super chill. She's like, look, figure out your fucking shit. I'm going to be right here. Until you figure out your shit, I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be right here. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget that. It, it, that struck me. And it still it still strikes me today. That was her way of saying, I got you, babe. And I always will no matter what. Here I have this beautiful fucking woman. Who could have up and left. Like, yo, bro, you got your, you got shit to take care of. And this is what I want to talk about. A lot of people these days, especially nowadays, as soon as one bad thing comes up, they up and leave. As soon as it doesn't go their way, and as soon as you're out, out of the honeymoon phase, like, fuck that. This is not what I wanted. This is not like what I thought it was going to be in the movies and shit like that. I'm out. This was a monumental shit, shit storm for us. And Morgan just said, yo, figure your shit out. I'm going to be right here in the meantime. 
And I'll never forget that. And I was driving to work and I was praying to God. And this is where spiritual practice is very important because at some point you got to talk, whether it's out loud to yourself, you just got to talk out loud. And that's what I did. I spoke to God and I said, God, if I could get through this and Morgan is still with me, this is the woman of my dreams and I'm going to marry her. And I asked God for strength and I, I asked God to grant me the, 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 the courage to go through with this because I know this was going to shape me. This was going to shape me to who I am uh, today. I went to therapy. Um, it, this was huge for me. And... Um, that was the toughest battle I ever had to go through as uh, like post retirement kind of like that was like the, 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 the definite like the definition of like, you know, the transition from being an athlete to a real to a like, you know, real life shit and just all the stress that came with it, you know, money, priorities, responsibilities that you're not that athletes aren't really used to. And, um, yeah, the comparison trap is real guys. And it almost costed me my fucking, my marriage, not my marriage, well, my relationship with Morgan. So fast forward, I got over that and I, uh, I proposed to her. Morgan was there waiting for me. I got over it. Um, Morgan was right there with me. And so here's the thing about the proposal. So I, every guy and every woman, well, every woman dreams of the grand gesture, the big grand gesture of, uh, of, uh, you know, how to ask someone to, uh, you know, for the, the proposal. And so I had this plan where I was going to rent a cottage, one of one of my friend's cottages, the gentleman that I went to vacation with. I was going to rent this cottage. I was going to get everyone there. Well, all of her friends and my best friend, um, who happened to be my best man uh, at my wedding. And uh, I was going to do like a... Uh, like... Everyone have like a everyone a group picture, and Carrie was going to take her uh, camera and do like a slow mo, make it seem as if we're taking a video, but at the same time taking like thousands of little pictures at the same time. And uh, I was gonna have Phil put on the song uh, "Marry Me" by. Uh train I think it was I had all this fucking figured out man and her best friend Laurence was helping me orchestrate the whole thing it was it was going down I got the fucking I I I got the ring so this was another thing we we ended up buying the house we bought the house and um 
I had to take out all of my savings for this ring. So when we bought the house, you know, I had to show Morgan my bank statement and my bank statement was a pure flat zero. And, um, Morgan was like, what the fuck? And this was the first and only time Morgan realized like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? It's been three years. We've been fucking dealing with this. You've been working. I haven't fucking seen you. None of this shit. Like, and you have fucking nothing. But in the end, I actually had money stashed in my shoebox upstairs for the ring. So it was a really delicate dance I had to play because I couldn't fucking tell her why. And this was getting on her fucking nerves. So we bought the house. And at the same time, I was planning on fucking proposing to her. So what had happened was um, the plan didn't go through. Because uh, I, I ended up proposing to her by force in a way. She didn't force me to do anything, but like, I'll, I'll explain. Um, I had to go to work. It was Saturday. No, it was Friday night. I had to go to work of Saturday uh, at Costco really early in the morning. And Morgan and I, we promised each other that we're going to be out. We were going to be out by 10. We ended up leaving at 12 midnight and Morgan was drunk and uh, I was aggravated and I brought it up. I was like, man, and then she was saying... uh, she had very good points. For a drunk woman, she brought up very good points. She's like, you know, I'm fucking, you know, we're having fun. You don't want to have fun. All you think about is work, this and that. And she said that all the way home. And I was like, man, for a drunk woman, she really, like, she bring like, she's more emotionally attached when she's drunk. And she brought it all on the table. And it was a great argument. I got to give it to Morgan. Great argument. So at this point, we're in bed. And, uh, I, I, I recorded the whole conversation, by the way, I just, and this is why people never ask, everyone asked me, where's the engagement video? <laughs> Here's why I didn't post it because Morgan's Morgan is drunk in bed and you know, mas- she's looking like the undertaker cause the mascara is running down her fucking face cause she's crying. <laughs> and at this point she's tired. She's emotionally exhausted. She's drunk. And she's comparing our relationship to poop. And I'll never forget this. She's like, we're just a piece of poop. We're just floating in the toilet, not going anywhere. Not going, moving anywhere. And so at this point, I had the ring and I had my, I was on one knee by her side. She's laying down and I was like, it's like she's like, where's your money, Justin? Where's the money? And keep in mind, this is the first time she's ever... Spoke, asked me like, yo, where is your fucking money? And we were, yeah, sorry. We were in the process of buying the house. We didn't officially buy it. Or maybe, maybe we got the timeline wrong, but whatever. And uh, I was like, you want to know where my money is? You want to know where my money is? And I took out the ring. Shout out to Peter Sakaris and the Sakaris family for the ring. Custom made it uh, exactly to Morgan's liking. Um, if you guys need any help, if you guys need any help buying a ring and shopping for a ring, let me know. Cause I did extensive research research and I had a very professional friend help me, uh, go through it to pick out the perfect ring for her. And I gave her the ring and I showed, and like, it really wasn't the whole, will you marry me thing? 
It was like, you want to see the ring? You want, you want to know where my money is? You want to know where my money is? I wasn't screaming. But I was like, here. And then that's when she started. No, no, shut up. No, it's not real. Fuck off. What the fuck is that? Like she did not see this coming at all. Neither did I. I literally proposed to her to just be like, yo, this is why I haven't been around for so long here. And, um, and right off the bat, she started saying that and she followed that up by saying, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Um, oh my God, this and that. And, uh, so I got, she, she started calming down and I asked her, Morgan Alexander, will you marry me? I have this all on video. I still have it. I still saved it. And, um, she said, yes. And, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about it, man. And it was like, it was not at all the way I had planned. And it was definitely not what Morgan expected. And thinking back to it now, man, I wouldn't change a single thing because it was just a represent another representation of just how this relationship went about. And it was not forced. It was go with the flow and you roll with the punches. And it was completely natural in a world where everything is forced and everyone just wants everything to be perfect and this and that. We all want our relationships to be beautiful and perfect all the time, but sometimes it's not. And a lot of people tend to fuck off when that happens and they don't take their time with things and they don't go through some hardships and they just capital, they just run with the first great thing that happens, which is the honeymoon phase. And they do a whole bunch of unrealistic fucking stuff in during the honeymoon phase. And, um, this proposal was just a pure representation of us rolling with it. And I wouldn't change it for the world. So look, I'm going to cut it short. This was part three of uh, our wedding anniversary podcast. Morgan, I'm sure you're going to love this one. And I'm, I know you're very proud of me because I didn't really talk about the details of the argument and some details of like, you know, our, our, our intimacy and shit like that. So I know you're proud of me. So I appreciate that. At least I fucking hope so. Um, and to you guys listening, you guys have sent me some really good comments, uh, since I started posting the first one and I can't thank you enough. Cause this takes a lot of courage for me to kind of open up about my, myself and, uh, my relationship. Right. And, uh, I'm very proud of myself and I'm getting better and better each episode. So stay tuned for tomorrow. Because this is where I'm going to talk about the whole engagement process. Because this is where COVID came in. And uh, the whole experience dealing with uh, planning this beautiful wedding. And then dealing with uh, having to cancel it and all that stuff. So anyways, I got to go to work. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for tomorrow. And don't forget to keep it simple.